Hello coders, welcome to episode 169 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about contracting and I have five things that every contract web developer needs. I have been a contractor for several years and we'll get into that in just a second, but let's get into the change log quickly. So I'm giving a talk at PHP Minds, which is a Nottingham user group. The talk is all about code. Well, it's called Code with Confidence Using PHP CS. This is kind of like the Code with Confidence Using PHP Stan that I, I gave uh, recently, but this is all about PHP CS. So this is happening on Thursday, and I'll leave a link in the show notes below. I'm also working through the course thumbnail for the howtocowell.net website. If you go to that site, you'll see that there are thumbnails for each of the courses that I've created. Now, I've created those thumbnails in React, or that's what I've I've been doing in the in the evenings, creating that in React. And the way, way I want to go now is to actually create the components for the video player, for the tutorial lists and the lesson lists and stuff like that. So it's going quite well. I'll be trying to do all of those things on 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 live streams. I know I haven't been streaming recently. Um, it's just because it's been so goddamn hot in here in the UK and I, I, I'm often doing various other things <laughs> at that time, like chores, cleaning the car, going to the gym, all of that stuff. So I will try and fit a live stream in soon um, and we'll be dealing with those React components. These are all around the playground stuff that I mentioned in the previous episode of the podcast. There isn't any updates yet on the staging deployment. Again, I have just been super busy doing other things, but I'm hoping to get that back on track fairly, fairly soon. Okay, so I've got one, two, three, four, five articles that I want to talk about before we get into the contracting stuff. So um, around about the PHPCS stuff, I obviously have been doing a lot of research because I'm giving that talk, and uh, I have uh, some links in the in the talk slides and I thought I would just share them with you here. So the first one is the PHP CS compatibility checker. And this is a blog post by going to butcher the name Daniel Opitz Opitz and this is a tutorial essentially this blog post that goes through how to check if your your website your PHP site is compatible with PHP 8. There is another one uh, around PHP CS and that is the security audit. Excuse me. And this is by Flow Design Technologies, and this is a, a good tool to use for using PHP CS uh, to do a security audit. Okay, other PHP news. We have PHP 8.1.9 that has been released. This is a bug fixing release. Anyone who uses 8.1 really should be upgrading to 8.1.9. And on again with some more PHP news, we have 8.2.0. 2.0 beta 2 that is now available for testing. So anyone out there who's doing PHP testing of 8.2, 8.2 beta 2 is now available. Links to all of those things are in the uh, description down below. There, lastly, we I've 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 was reading the deprecated dynamic uh, properties in PHP 8.2 article by uh, stitcher.io there is uh, in this in this article there is mention of the allow dynamic properties attribute to allow dynamic attributes to still be oh, sorry dynamic properties to still be used so if you've got if you're instantiating a new class in PHP and you want to use dynamic uh, properties so like you know 
let's say you've instantiated a car object and you want it to have a dynamic property of, I don't know, number of doors or something, which isn't actually defined in the class, you can still do that kind of using the allow dynamic properties attribute. But obviously these dynamic attributes are going to be deprecated. So this is kind of a, a nice way that you can ease into using um, 8.2 if you wanted to. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive in to the contracting stuff. So I've been a contractor for Yonks uh, many, many years. Uh, I would hate, to, I would have to go through my CV to have a look, but we're talking quite a few years. I've done many, many different projects, different shapes, different sizes, different shapes and sizes of teams as well. Some have been like, you know, just a couple of people. Some have been um, a couple of people, but within a a department that has many other teams outside of it and other influences and stuff. Um, I've worked on really high traffic sites and all that stuff. I don't want to blow my trumpet, but yeah, I've, I'm, I am now a happy contractor, shall we say, um, over the, over the coming, over the last couple of years, I've been able to increase my daily rate. I've been able to increase my knowledge and there are things in the contracting space that I've learned the hard way and perhaps the easy way. And what I'm going to do perhaps in the coming podcasts is actually talk about those experiences, obviously with a very sort of privacy focused sort of way. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to talk about any companies that I've been in, any of that stuff. What I'm going to do today, though, is to start by talking about the five things that I feel that every contract web developer needs. So without further ado, let's get straight to it. When I started, I was a sole trader, right? So I actually went freelance and then I became a contractor and I was a contractor when I was a sole trader. I then upgraded myself to be a limited company. So the first thing you need to do if you're if you're wanting to get into this space is to decide whether you want to be a sole trader and whether you want to be or whether you want to be a limited company. And then, of course, after that, there's like VAT registered companies and and whatnot. So I'm certainly not going to give any financial advice whatsoever, but that was the transition that I made. And it was kind of my way of easing into this world. And right now I would, I would, I would probably say to look at becoming an LTD. So the clients that I'm playing with at the minute, the people that I'm, I'm working with at the minute, they will not touch sole traders. They are limited companies because they need to, because of the things that the limited company um, has over the sole traders. However, that also comes with implications in terms of accounting uh, and, and tax and, and other things. We won't get into that today, um, but you need to decide whether you want to be a sole trader or limited and you want to get things like business insurance. You will definitely need to have an accountant. And what I would also suggest for anyone even con contemplating this, you need to have a business website, a website that people can go to and see what their, your services provide. And it could just be like, um, if it's just you, then it's just, obviously, then it would just be like a CV sort of, these are the projects that I've worked on in a very sort of generic way. This is my CV. If you want to, to hire me with a hire me button type thing, uh, it's surprising how many jobs that I've actually had, uh, through that rather than go directly through say an agency. 
um, which is good. And it's also a way that you can sort of keep your presence on Google, which is nice because there's loads of contractors all over the place, right? Okay. Okay. So that was actually point number one, but that was several points. Point number two then is to record your expenses and your income. And you want to be doing this like with a fine tooth comb. You want to be doing this. uh, Well, I started doing this through a spreadsheet. So every row there was uh, either an income or an expense and there was categories. So this expense is for I don't know, computer equipment, or this expense was for food, or this expense was for travel, that kind of thing. Break it down into categories. Speak to your accountant as to what categories they use, and then tailor your, uh, in my, when I was doing it, it was a bespoke Excel spreadsheet, Um, tailor your categories, your groupings to whatever the accountant uses. It makes their life a lot easier, and it makes your life a lot easier as well. When you obviously get to LTD stuff, you want to be using something that is perhaps a little bit above and beyond what a spreadsheet does. I actually use, um, so this is a non-sponsored thing. All of my content so far has been totally non-sponsored, I guess. Um, There was a one actually from Log Rocket, but anyway, this one is obviously not sponsored. I use Zero. okay? But there's many things that you could use, QuickBooks, you could use all sorts of other tools out there. And so I pay obviously a monthly subscription fee to allow me to record expenses and stuff. And it filters into my um, bank account. And so I can reconcile the expenses and income whenever that happens, which means that I can give the accountant like, you know, this is the stuff, right? This is, this is all the stuff and I can attach uh, receipts. I can attach invoices and all of that stuff to those line items, to those those things that I reconcile. Now, it's important, and this is one of those things that um, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> it's important to spend, to set some time aside to actually reconcile all of your stuff. Now, I, <laughs> this is going to get into sort of a part of my, how, how, business, how unlike a businessman I am. So I have in the past left things right to the last minute to the point where I've had to take some time off work in order to sort out my books. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you can set aside, say two hours every weekend to just go through all the things that you've spent, all the invoices that you've spent, maybe do this. Obviously when you're starting out, you're not going to have a lot, right? So maybe do this once every, every, two weeks, then you, depending on how many things you need or how many invoices you send out, how many quotes you send out, how many um, things that you purchase and all of that stuff, then you might have to start increasing the amount of time that you spend doing this stuff. But what I find is doing small chunks and chipping away at it is actually quite helpful. And so what I've done previously, Russell, recently, actually, what I've done is I've spent a couple of um, sort of half an hour sort of in the in the mornings before work, just chipping away at this, this um, long list of things that I need to reconcile. Again, do as I say, don't do as I do. But yeah, you want to spend some time. It takes... It shouldn't take a long time, right? It shouldn't take a long time. It takes a longer time if you leave it to the last minute, like I've done previously, but I'm getting better at that. Okay, so record your expenses and your uh, and your income. Set aside time to do that um, as frequently as you need to. That's what I'll say. Okay, 
So now we're going to get into certain things that you need around the sort of hardware kind of stuff, which may seem a little bit obvious, but I'm just going to give you some of my experience. So this is point number three. Uh, so you want to get a laptop that is completely separate from your day-to-day. -day. So from your work, your, you've got a work computer and then you've got your own computer. Don't share your computers with your clients and your personal life. Try and have a, an actual physical separation of those things, of that data. A, that's security. B, um, that is that, that that prevents any kind of issues that your personal life might, might bring into your work life. So for example, on my personal computer, I have things logged in there for stuff, say Twitter and uh, obviously YouTube and the Anchor podcasts. None of that is on my work laptop, right? Because that's work laptop stuff. Now, the weird thing is that some client, it's not weird, some clients will provide you equipment, but don't rely on that. Don't rely on the fact that your clients may give you equipment. So every time I take on a new contract, I think, right, what do I need for this contract to go? What is the state of play of all the hardware that I have here? Do I need to do any kind of hardware refresh? And we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but I try and have enough tools for me to do the job with or without any kind of client hardware coming through. In this world of post-COVID stuff, where everyone is now working on VPNs and, and all of that jazz, and as well as the fact that now I'm working on sort of like the enterprise-y kind of stuff, rather than the smaller clients that I used to, they usually have like an IT department that have their own sort of either MacBook Pros or Windows laptops or Linux laptops, and they provide that software on there that you have to use in order to access, say, the development servers, say, the, the build servers, AWS, all of that jazz. And perhaps you have to do things through, say, a firewall, maybe a VPN and all that stuff that they set up. So they'll send you uh, a laptop with all of that configured on. However, you can't rely on that, like I said. So if you have a, a, a high-powered working laptop that is just sat doing nothing, that, in my opinion, is actually quite a good thing, just in case, just in case. And do not rely on any of your personal equipment whatsoever, because <laughs> that will just fail. That will just fail. Um, talking about what you need in terms of a laptop, I try and purchase the best thing that I can at the time. And I try and go for about two to four years refresh rate. So I've refreshed my work laptop a couple of times already. Um, and it's, it is, I'm, I'm seeing it there. It's sat there and it's, it's just been sat there for months, right? It's just been sat there for months, but I know that if I was, when I switch clients, if they don't have or provide a laptop, I can go straight on it. And, and, and there you go. But that's not my personal one, right? So I won't be touching that until I need to. So that's that's point number three, is to separate your work um, hardware from your personal hardware. Um, other things that you might do, so so for, for the last point, um, other things that you may need. So for example, I have a safe in the office, right? Because sometimes you get sent documents from say HMRC, from the account, from your accountant. Uh, from, uh, you know, even like a, a contract or anything like that, put that in a safe. 
right? So don't don't have that floating about in your in the office. Also get a decent printer because you're gonna need to print stuff out at some point. I was at no joke. I was actually sent a contract once and it was like 50 odd pages. It was nuts. All right. And I was just like, there is no way in hell that I'm actually going to read this on a screen. I need to actually read this um, by eye, right? And then highlight things and all of that stuff um, using a marker pen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so get a printer. Um, you probably need to scan things as well. So like sign things as, as well. So maybe have like a suite such as a, the Adobe suite. Um, also get some decent lighting, get some decent uh, like a webcam, get a decent microphone, get a, a decent table as well and a decent chair, all of those kind of things you, you kind of need. Now, you don't need to do this straight away. Obviously, you can build yourself up to doing it. So for instance, if you are just working at your dining room table, that's fine. That's perfectly fine to begin with, but you want to be thinking, okay, after this contract, I need to put some money aside and actually upgrade the spare room to have a standing desk perhaps, or a decent chair perhaps, and work there. It is so much better to have a, a like this room here is my office. Nothing in this room is not my office. Okay, so dogs aren't in here. It's fine. It's good. This is my own space. It's a geek den, if you will. But I appreciate that you don't always get to have that when you start from scratch, right? When you start your own office. So you want to you want to plan ahead, right? You want to plan ahead. So you need a desk, you need a monitor, you need a good keyboard, good mouse, good printer, um, good laptop, all of those things, hard drives, blah, 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 blah. Prioritize what you need. And then every, say, two, four years, consider some sort of re refresh. Look at what you've got. Look at where you want to go in terms of the work that you want to do. And then see if you need to refresh that. Okay, so very quickly, I will just jump through those five very, very quickly. Again, headline. So number one, choose to either be a sole trader or a limited company. Okay, um, most larger companies need you to be uh, limited. You want to get insurance. You want to get an accountant. You want to get a website. That's point number one. Point number two is that you want to record your expenses and income and you want to be doing this uh, regularly and uh, well, as long as as frequently as you need to, and you probably need to assess that the more busy you get, then you want to create a space in your house solely for work, right? And you want to be eyeing up that spare room and you want to be seeing if you can create, put a desk in there. That's what you want to be doing. Okay. Appreciate that's not the, where a lot of people are to begin with, but that's where you want to be sort of what, what you want to do. Okay, so then you've got a laptop, right? You want to be refreshing that every two to four years. And you don't want to be relying on any laptop, any hardware that any client uh, provide you. You obviously want to be using that if they provide you with that, but don't assume that that's going to happen every contract. Okay, and then uh, lastly, look at secondary hardware. So you want to be looking at things that uh, you can get that will make your life a lot easier. For example, printers, desk. Uh, chair, mouse, keyboard, all of those things. Make sure the lighting is good in the in the room. That's actually quite a, quite an important thing because if you, I find if I work in somewhere that is really dark and dingy, then my mood goes down. So make sure that you've got nice. Like I can I can open these blinds up. It's nice and bright in here. It's it's great. 
Okay, so there you go. I might be talking about this more, more um, over the coming podcasts and actually delve into certain areas of uh, the, con the contracting space and leaning on some of the experience that I've had. If you want to hear more about that, then do let me know. Go to howtocodewell.fm forward slash contact. <laughs> I was going to say contract. Contact. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.